Welcome to Conversation with H. And today we have an amazing guest with us, you know. Amazing guest. A writer of blogs, you know, check out beingdara.com. You know, it's still there, you know, because that's how I did my research. Go check that out. She's the author of 70 A Work in Progress. She's the founder and editor-in-chief of the Super Grace magazine. You may have seen her on Watch God Work as well on YouTube. Make sure you go check that out. She's a fashionista. As you can see, she's got an outfit. She, you get me? <laughs> All right, then. She's a former singer, rapper. You really dug it out. She's a sister, she's a daughter, she's a mother, she's a wife, and most importantly, she's a child of God. The creative that is the one and only Dara Olegbami. How are you doing? Today? Hi, I'm really well. <laughs> the fact that you brought up singer and rapper, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to. When I, when I heard that you said you're the singer and rapper, I was like, hold on. I have to put that in the intro. I have to, I yeah, have to let I people mean, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I can sing and I can rap. No, I will not be doing it today. No, 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 we're not yeah. I can sing and I can rap. That's good. So for those who don't know who Dara is, who would you say Dara is? Who well, I think you did a really good intro, but I guess the simplest way to put it is, yes, I am a child of God. Mm. Um, that is my identity. That's where I've placed my identity. But I guess the titles that you want to add to it, yes, I'm the editor-in-chief for Grace Magazine, which yep. is a digital faith, fashion and lifestyle publication. Mm -hmm. I'm also a self-published author of the book 70, which you mentioned. And yes, I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend. I got swag. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so let's go back to earlier, Dara, and you growing up. What was it like growing up in a Rastafarian? you know, household, essentially. Where did you find that information? Listen, I do my research, Dara. I don't think you understand. I do my research. Wow. I mean, growing up in a Rastafarian household, I guess as a child, it was normal because that's yeah, what yeah. we were taught. You know, we had pictures of Haley Selassie on the walls, the lion, the red, golden, green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hear my parents saying, Irie, Irie, and all of that stuff. You know, yeah, we had dreads. We would cover our hair. Our skirts were down to the floor. Yeah. Um, there's this event called Naya Bingi, yeah, which, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my dad would go to, my mum would go to, and they'll be chanting and yeah. all this stuff. And, I mean, I guess as a child growing up, that's what you've been introduced to. It was normal, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess looking back at it, and now that I'm a Christian, it's like, mm, mm. well, I don't think this is the way God wants us to live. Okay. But I guess as a child growing up, it was normal because that's, that's what we were taught. Mm. Yeah. What did early family life, what did that affect have on you now? Do you know what? To be honest, I wouldn't necessarily say it had any like mental or physical yeah, yeah. effects on me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my parent, my dad was strict as it was anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my parents had a rocky relationship. Yeah. Um, but I guess becoming a Christian and you know knowing the truth of God's word, mm -hmm. I did then begin to understand as an adult the spiritual implications of the practices yeah. in Rastafarianism and things like that. So those are areas that I did have to obviously go and pray about and repent for yeah, yeah, yeah. and go through deliverance. Mm -hmm. So I guess in hindsight as an adult, that's when the understanding came. But as a child, you don't know any, you don't know any better. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So then later on in life, like you start going to church with your mum and stuff like that. Would you say, like, feeling like you have to be the kind of perfect Christian delayed you from becoming a Christian, essentially? I had this 
this mindset about Christianity before okay. I had become a Christian myself. It was that they're perfect, they know it all, wow. judgy, holier <laughs> than thou, you know, boring, stiff. That's, that's seriously, that's, the, that's what I used to think. Mm. But it was, um, this sounds really weird, and I say this to my mum all the time, it was seeing the change in my mum really? that let me know, okay, so this is, this oh, is wow. real. And, you know, God is real because not to say that my mum doesn't have any, like, she can't fake it, yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. Not, she's not an actor and yeah. things like that. And I remember one time she was praying in the bathroom and as like I walked past and I could hear her praying. I was thinking, what's she doing? <laughs> so I was kind of listening outside the door and I kind of just peeked the door and I saw like she was prostrate, like she was lying out like in the bathroom wow. and she was praying in tongues. And I was like, what's going on here? I know my mum and I know she's not, there's, it's not like there was, there was no audience, which is mm. her. And I could hear her praying in this language that weren't English and I was just like, no, this must be real. Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. kind of sparked my interest more. Okay. It made me more curious that, like, okay, she's not faking it. And obviously I saw the changes in her character, you know, yeah. she used to be very, for lack of a better word, feisty. <laughs> And, you know, she's coming from Jamaica and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, and obviously yeah. my parents had split up and then she kind of found her own voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she was a bit rough around the edges. You know, if someone troubled us, she would feel no way to kind of defend us yeah, vocally. Yeah. And, you know, the language and all that kind of stuff. So to see her change from this fiery, feisty person yeah, yeah, yeah. to this gentle, soft-spoken... Yeah. Almost like timid, it was like, nah, some, something has changed. That yeah. kind of definitely sparked my interest. And obviously I knew she'd been praying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the convictions began to be very apparent in my life. Oh, wow. So that my desires for certain things were beginning to change, you know, and I just felt myself being drawn more and more to God. What was that first conversation that you had with your mum, like, about Christianity? Because if you're saying you walk past the bathroom, you heard her speaking to tongues, like, speaking in tongues, I can imagine, like, now you gotta have a conversation with your mum and find out, okay, what's, what's, what's going on here? What happened? I don't think I even asked her what she was doing. Okay. I was just more like, hmm, mm. got my eye on you. <laughs> yeah, it was more like I just began to watch her yeah. more, but I don't remember like confronting her about it for a conversation. I just, obviously I knew that she, she used to go to church yeah. and she'd always invite me and my siblings to church. And my mindset was, when I'm finished raving, when yeah, I finish yeah, having a boyfriend, yeah, 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 yeah. when I finish wearing short skirts and shorts and all that stuff, when I'm finished, you know, drinking alcohol and doing what when, I wanted to do. When was the deadline? When was the deadline to finish all these <laughs> do you know things? What? The funniest thing is, I never set a deadline, but I just thought, let me give up these things first, and then, let me and come. then I can come and stand yeah, yeah, before yeah, God. Yeah. Because again, that was my mindset. I can't come to God knowing that I'm doing these, 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 these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the little knowledge that I had of, had of God is, you're holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're righteous. And I don't, I meet, like, I don't yeah, meet that yeah. standard, so let me go and change all of these things <laughs> and I'll be right back. But it's such a lie because yeah. you will never, it's not by your power, mm -mm. you know? And I think that's what a lot of people get confused about, or even sometimes just make excuses. But if you think you're going to change yourself and then come to Christ, my friend, you will die before that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just keeping it real. And that's the thing as well, like, I was definitely in that boat where it was like, ah, I'm still doing this and doing that. I can't really, I can't really get baptized. And my grandma used to be like, oh, when you when you're giving your heart to the Lord, and I was like, 
oh, grandma, I'm at, you know, things are happening in life, like, I can't really do that. But then, once you start to build your own personal relationship, and you start to realise, hold on, like, even though that's how I am, like, I'm still accepted. Yeah. I don't have to get to a certain level of yeah. superbness because, you know, there's grace and there's all these yeah. kind of things that God provides for us. So in 2009, let's go back to your story. Obviously, you get baptised. Um, how was that, first and foremost? Do you know what? Again, I was growing in faith. I'd given my life to Christ. I had a little bit of an understanding about Christianity. Yeah. But I think my... Because I've been baptised twice, to be fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think my first um, understanding of baptism, like the... It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, this is something that you do, almost like a checklist. Got you. So I didn't have the understanding of what that truly meant. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't want to say it was performative, but it was more like, eh, hey, I need I'm to going get to yeah, do yeah, this. I need to get this done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But don't get me wrong. When I did get baptized the first time, I can't deny it, it was definitely a spiritual experience. Like really? I remember the moment when I was under the water. I felt like I was under there for like a good ten minutes. I know, because everything just slowed down. I remember I was standing there, I was in the pool, everyone was singing around the pool, yeah. and like I was standing there waiting, you know, they asked you the questions and all that kind of stuff, and then they dunked me. But it's like, as they dunked me, it's like, from I hit the water, I kid you not, it's like everything slowed down. It was really? like, slow motion, and I was under the water, and I just, I remember like, it was warm, the water was cold, but it was yeah. warm. <laughs> I can't explain it. It just felt very spiritual. Did you feel different coming up as well? It's like everything sped up when I came, when I came out of the water. It was like, yeah, like everything came back to normal. But I was just like, okay. something happened down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it just, it wasn't really registering. I'm with you. Um, I'm not saying that my, my first baptism was void because it wasn't. Yeah. But I guess it took a while for my understanding to kind of catch up yeah, to yeah, the yeah, act. Because yeah. <laughs> then that's why I got baptised the second time. As I got baptised the second time. So, yeah. so you have the baptism. That slowing down process, and when you're getting dunked, you're just like, like in a movie type thing, and yeah. then you kind of get up and just like, whoa, like I'm back in reality to a degree. Yeah. So obviously we move forward. How is your Christian life up until like for the next couple of years? How is that? To be honest, um, nothing dramatically changed. Okay. Um, I still had a boyfriend. I wasn't married. Mm. You know, doing what girlfriend and boyfriend do, yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But I did notice that. I was becoming more convicted okay. of the lifestyle that I was living. But again, I, the understanding wasn't really there and I wasn't doing the necessary things to ensure that I'm staying close to God because God doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. us and the things that we do that you know, pull us away from him. So you know, I was still raving. Mm. I was still obviously in a, in a worldly relationship. I was still doing things that wasn't pleasing to God. I mm. wasn't reading my Bible. Mm. I wasn't really consistent going to church. Essentially, I wasn't being discipled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, essentially, I wasn't growing spiritually. Mm. And my mindset was, oh, I'm saved now. So, I ain't going to hell. I'm going to heaven. So, like, that's, I felt okay. like it was job done. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I don't need to do anything like else. Like, the baptism was like the full stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah, cool. like, I'm cool now. I'm cool. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, wasn't yeah. a thing of... Dara, I want to live. I want to live a life that's pleasing to God. It was just like, I want to know God so I don't go hell. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like I didn't want to know God for God. It was like a fear kind of. Yeah, thing. it's like oh, I don't want to go hell. So, so let, let me, me just back. do this. Yeah. Okay. It was like it was more. It was more so that. But over time, obviously, my mum's still praying, and um, 
yeah, my the Holy Spirit was definitely, and God was definitely pursuing me because the convictions did like increase to the point where, you know, I got convicted that the relationship that I was in, God is like, Lock nah, it off. I said, lock it off. Lock it off. And I was like, but I like him. <laughs> 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 and it's like, even though the relationship was so toxic, God was like, I ain't finna play with you. You got stuff to do. And this is not working kind of thing. So he convicted, like I was definitely convicted, like, you know, the whole no sex outside marriage. So mm. I thought, okay, maybe if I could get my boyfriend to come along this journey with me. You can run. God would be like, all right, cool, yeah. I'll take both of you. And God was like, no. He's like, you need to tell him that I am number one. And I'm like, he's going to think I'm mad. <laughs> he's going to look at you like, huh? He's going to be like, excuse me? Because like, we've been on and off for like a decade. Wow. And now I'm going to come with all this Jesus talk. He's going to think, you're mad. And it's just, I was just, I was so scared to like make that public declaration mm. that I'm for Jesus. Wow. But I remember God was, he was not letting, he was not letting up. Like the conviction was so so deep so i started to have those conversations like oh what do you think about you know oh you're trying, oh, you're trying to try to do yeah i was like oh, what do you think about marriage and he's like oh like i mean i'm not really for it but i'm not against it and i was like okay uh, like so what do you think like you know trying to yeah you're trying to let's go in this direction and he was just like oh, well let's see in a year and in my head i'm thinking bro that's a whole nother year of sinning like that's what i'm thinking i'm like i don't know if i've got time for this like it's a whole year He's like, well, let's see how it goes over the next year. And I was just like, 365 days yeah, 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 of yeah, sinning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh. So then I started to avoid him. Wait, hold on. You're still together at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I started to like avoid him now. <laughs> Trying to avoid, you know. Sorry, explain that one to me. Because how, how are you two together? And are you trying to avoid the Basically, I was like swerving like bedroom activities. Okay, I was like, okay. Swerve. He's like, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, like I would go sleep early yeah. or make sure <laughs> it's not funny go I, sleep early yeah oh, i'm not feeling well yeah yeah he's, he's shower okay. lock the door okay I'm definitely not walk around with yeah, yeah, yeah. scantily clad like fully clothed yeah. even looking like proper house girl like i don't even want to look appealing like we just look like one dry <laughs> so i was trying all these things okay i'm with you but he began to notice he's like what's going on is everything okay and i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, nah, um, is it because of that conversation? Okay. And I'm thinking, I was like, no. In my head, I was thinking, mm. I was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. But then over time, you know, and then we had an argument, and then I thought, okay, if we just break up, it makes sense. Then I don't have to say Jesus is number one. Because normally, it was a very toxic relationship. Normally, when we would break up, it would be me that's doing the chasing and the begging and, okay. oh, let's work it out and, you know, all of that stuff. But this time, when we broke up, I was like, all right, cool. But then to him, he's like, huh? I mean, cool. Normally, you're belling off my phone and, you know, doing all that stuff. And I just remember, um, just to, like, get to the point, I remember we had met up and he wanted to obviously talk about, you mm. know, what's gone on with us. And I remember we were sitting in the car and God had already told me, once you, not only are you going to tell him, once you tell him, he's going to leave. And I was like, well, what's the point? Just yeah. let him leave then. You know, I don't need yeah, to yeah, say yeah. the Jesus part. And I remember we were sitting in the car 
and he was like, you know, what's been going on, this mm. whole no sex outside marriage thing. And I just remember sitting in the driver's seat and it literally is like God was sitting behind me, like, tell him, tell him. And I was just like, I can't do this. I just blurted it out. I can't do this anymore. Jesus is number one. Jesus is number one. I can't do this anymore. And he just looked at me like, and I was like, I can't do it. He's number one in my life. I have to put him first. He's first. And he looked at me and he was just, do you have anything else you want to say? And I was like, no. And I was just crying. He literally got mm. out of the car and left. But it's like, in that moment, yeah. it's like every tear just, I just stopped crying. Because I was just like, God, you told me he was going to do this. Yeah, so it was just yeah. seeing it in reality, I was just like, oh, okay. So evidently, you know, the relationship wasn't built on love. It wasn't built, of, definitely wasn't built mm. on Christ. So it kind of just, it humbled me mm -hmm. and it made me even more so realize my worth yeah, because yeah, like yeah. now essentially my body is not on the menu yeah. or you don't see anything else to stick around for. Mm. So yeah, that's the long version of it. <laughs> nah, that's, that, that was good like, for you to like open up and just share that, that part of your story where you kind of like, how you kind of went through a relationship while you were still You'd already given that public declaration, which I was interested in, in the baptism. Yeah. But you couldn't give that public public declaration in terms of like telling the person that you was with. Yeah. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because obviously a lot of people will go through that kind of thing where it's yeah. like I've got a, I've done this, but I still got this burden or this thing over here where I'm like I'm still in this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 2011, and I just want to talk a little bit. What happened in 2011 that kind of like changed your trajectory of life? Went to the jail house. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so ghetto. The way you said that, I was expecting. I went to jail. Take me to jail. I went to jail. Yeah. I know that sounds shocking to a lot of people because I look so innocent. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, went, I spent some time in prison in Austria. Um, lots of people always ask me, what you go to jail for? I didn't body anybody, I didn't do anything like that. But no, I, I committed a crime, mm. I was caught, I served my time, and God is good. You want to know more, don't you? Nah, I don't, yeah, I'm looking at you because I'm just like, it don't really make sense from the story that we have so far. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Off the back of, obviously, the, um, the relationship that I was in, yeah. prior um, to us, you know, finally part in ways which it took a while for us to part ways but i had got myself into some financial issues okay and i really needed to make a large sum of money in a very short space of time okay um out of fear i didn't go to any of my relatives i didn't go to any family members i just thought okay i know some guys that do some things mm. and maybe they could help me make some money okay so I chose to go down that avenue and obviously we, I was still with my partner at that time mm. and I was so scared that if he had found out what I had done, you know, the relationship would be, would be wow. over. So I was just like, okay, I can't tell him, I just, need, I just need to make this money back. So I got myself into trouble and yeah, it landed me in prison. So, what, so what's your mentality once you kind of are landed in prison? Like, because you got baptised two years ago. I know. So, <laughs> like, so, so it's like, you got baptised and then two years later you now end up in prison. What, where, where are you at mentally at, at that point? Um, to be honest, when I, 
realise that I was in prison because I didn't actually know that I was in jail until I was in the cell. Because oh. the build, I've never been inside like that okay. side of a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously I thought I was going to court. Got you. And okay. there's a language barrier because I'm in Austria. So yeah, I'm yeah, asking, yeah. you know, which now comes to be the, the prison officer. But yeah. I just thought he was just a policeman or okay. I don't know, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm asking him like, oh, am I going to see the judge now? Yeah. And I'm walking down this long hallway. And I'm like, I'm going to see the judge now. Because in my head, I'm thinking I need to get my story straight. I need to make yeah, sure yeah, that I present, myself, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, present yeah. myself well. Because obviously, I didn't have a lawyer. So I was thinking I need to represent myself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm nervous. And I'm walking down this hall. And I'm like, am I going to court? And he's going, yeah. Well, obviously, he's saying, he's just saying, yeah. He's yeah, going, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. I know that means yes in Deutsch or something. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. like, so I'm walking down. I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to court. And then he opens this metal door and the whole room, I can see feet, but the room is just foggy because everyone's smoking. And I'm thinking, kind of cool is, like it's not yeah, registering, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not pushes sense. me in, bang, slams the door. And I'm like, and that's when it registered, this is jail. Oh, I wanted to cry. I'm not going to lie, but I watched too many movies, I didn't cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm not about to be. Yeah, yeah, you got to hold that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just had to suck it all in. And to be honest, God still at that point was not at the forefront of my mind. It was, who can I get bail money from? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I wasn't thinking, God, mercy, revenge. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, thinking, yeah. I need bail money, I need to flee. Because every ghetto mindset was yeah, coming yeah, up, yeah, like prison break, yeah, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. bust me out of here, like, <laughs> I want to go home. Like, I was not that. thinking of God, like, at all. I really, really wasn't. But then over, like, the next 48 hours of realising I'm really here, yeah. that's when it just kind of hit me, like, okay, what did my mum used to tell me about God? Wow. What was that prayer my mum used to tell me? What was that scripture she used to say? Now I so desperately wanted the word of God. I so desperately wanted to know how to pray and how to speak to him. And because I needed him. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't know the way to access him. Obviously, prayer is just literally just speaking mm. to God. But again, my immature mindset of Christianity was you had to pray in a certain way. You mm -hmm. had to use certain words. You had to speak in tongues. You had to, you know use all the Christian lingo jargon and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I was just very, my mindset was very warped. So it's like in that moment, I'm just like, I know the Lord's Prayer. And that's, I used to just recite it every day, all day. It was like, that was my escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be in the cell, there'd be people around me, but I'm not actually there. Mm. I'm praying yeah, yeah, and yeah. pleading and wanting out of the situation. And then I think I eventually got given a Bible, maybe like a week or so later. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like, yeah. it was like escapism. It was like, I'm in here, but I ain't really in here. I'm not doing time with you, look, I'm somewhere else. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got around yeah, me yeah, is yeah. misery, around me is sorrow. People are crying, people are suicidal. People are getting crazy sentences for things that are even less than mine. Mm. And so I couldn't focus on what was going on around me because it's very depressing. Yeah, you get warped into that environment. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it would easily shake your faith. 
So I just literally, it was just me and God every day, all day. We're in ourselves for 23 hours anyway. So yeah. that it was, that's, that's, that's all I could do. What advice would you give to Dara in 2011? Give your life to Christ earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this smoke. Like, no, to be honest, yeah, I actually wouldn't change anything about my life. Really? Except maybe I should have just given my life to Christ earlier. But when I think and I look back on everything that I've been through, yes, I've suffered, I've experienced heartache, mm. I've gone through seasons of depression and you know I've had like mental battles and I've even suicidal thoughts I've gone through all of those things but if I'm believing what the word of God says mm. that he causes all things to work together for our good mm. I cannot live in regret mm. so yes I committed those sins yes I did all these things that were wrong and were against God but it's working for me today mm. And that might sound mad. I'm not promoting anyone to go sin and go do madness. <laughs> yeah, but it's working for me today because if I hadn't gone through those things, I would have no story. I would have no mm. testimony. I'd, be ha I'd have nothing to point back yeah. to God and essentially be helping other people that may be going through that or, you know, similar things. So I actually don't regret anything. I don't have any shame. I care not. No one can throw my past in my face. It's mm. out there. Buy it, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have... I don't carry any shame, so... Yeah, I would just say maybe give your life to Christ earlier. But even that, I don't believe God is late in mm. what he does. Mm -hmm. um, I, think I'm, I think I'm on schedule. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. Um, before we carry on, like, I appreciate you being so open with your story. You don't have to be. But you've, you've chosen to be in that. I think it's a gift that God has given me. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't knock anyone that wants to withhold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really don't mind sharing my dirt. Like, I really don't mind. Because I'm just like, look what God has done in my life. Mm. Like, even sometimes I sit back, I still, to this day, I still go back and read my own story. And I'm just like, what? It just reminds me that, you know, God, you're good. You're merciful. You're patient. You're loving. You're mm. kind. And you're real. Mm. So, Yeah. During your journey, when do you tap into Dara the Creative? Or is it something that's always been there and it just started to unearth at a later point in life? I mean, well, it's always been there. I mean, I can remember like from as, I don't know what age I would say, but fashion, I've always loved fashion. Mm. Like when I was younger, Bennett and kid, mm. like birthdays, Bennett and, what do you want Bennett and, <laughs> Bennett and. I wanted Benetton and my aunt would always make sure she got me Benetton, so I loved her for that. Mm. Yeah, so um, I was like the Benetton kid, so I loved Benetton, I loved um, drawings, mm. I, would, I would actually draw my aunt again, she taught me um, how to draw like fashion sketches, things oh, like wow. that. So I would do things like that. Um, I used to write songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funniest thing is the songs I was writing, <laughs> mad. Nah, hold on, no, no, wait, wait, wait. We're not just going to skip past no, the song part. No, because I'm just like, I remember one particular song and I'm like, what did you know? I knew nothing about birds and bees, but I'm writing about birds and bees. Oh, you're that, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so like writing all those kind of R&B songs. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> all that stuff. So yeah, I used to songwrite. I used to do fashion sketches. Always loved fashion. Even in school, like taking part in talent competitions, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that, choreography, you name it. Like, 
I was So you were doing everything creative like yeah. possible basically. Yeah. Yeah. Even in my house, like changing the room around interiors. Oh you did interior <laughs> design as well? Okay, you was out here just designing clothes, like, sofas, everything. Around, like yeah, like dressing up my Barbie dolls, you know. Yeah, I kind of I've always been creative, mm -hmm. um in that sense, but I guess I kinda honed in on it properly mm. and in the right way channeled it in the right way should i say mm -hmm. when i gave my life to christ okay because i guess just before i kind of made that transition the direction that i was going down it was singing mm -hmm. but i was like aiming to be just there's some madness in the vocal in the, like in the, in the maybe lyrics. like a Nicki Minaj. Oh, there was some even more Remy madness. Ma, Foxy oh, Brown. so you were spitting, yeah, spitting, like spitting. go down that road. Okay. It's like God is like, mm, okay, let's go this way. So the talent has always been there, but it's just if I never decided to, you know, give my life to Christ mm. and be obedient to the call my talents could be used in the wrong way. Mm. I probably have millions of followers because you know people like to support that stuff yeah but you know <laughs> it's fine yeah so i guess yeah i've always i've always been creative so where does writing come into this do you know what the writing aspect i would say is a gift that i've always had but one that i just wasn't really passionate about tapping into okay. i couldn't wait to leave school and put the pen down i'm not gonna lie really yeah i was i've never really been keen like academically i've always been smart yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. at one stage i was even um like meant to do my set was not sats i forget the one but early yeah but yeah. then i decided to be a rude girl okay. and then obviously that affected <laughs> that affected the trajectory <laughs> affected of the my trajectory and you know i guess i want to be the cool kid instead of the yeah, smart yeah, yeah. kid or whatever so i kind of you know, just, oh, I want to leave school. So as soon as I left school, and I was interested in making money. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, as soon yeah. as I left school, I didn't go to college or university. I went straight and got a job. Okay. I've had many jobs. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, I want to make money. Mm. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you start, like, you know, because being Dara comes in 2018. Yes. So let's go back to kind of Grace Magazine. Actually, no, before that. I think so it was 2016. 2016. So Bean Dyer and Grace magazine are around the same time. Yeah, I mean the message, the 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 what's it, the prompts for Grace magazine came in 2016, oh, but I didn't actually till 2018. do it until 2018. So, so yeah, I was already blogging. So what stopped you from starting Grace magazine in 2016? Do you know what? To be honest, I don't think it was the time for it. I just okay. believe God was letting me know. This is the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the scripture says it's for an appointed time. Mm -hmm. So you write the vision down, you know. So yeah, I, I typed yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't write it. I typed it on my computer, <laughs> and it, technology and all. <laughs> so I typed it um, on my laptop. Yeah. And I remember when like, it dropped in my spirit, I, was li I remember looking up at the ceiling like, who, me? Because I don't write. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to do fashion. Now, that's, that was my attitude. Like, I don't want to write. I didn't even want to write my story, my book. I know, mad. Um, but I did, obedient, you know, obedience. So yeah, I, nev I never saw myself being any kind of writer. But again, obedience, God has asked me to do something. Mm -hmm. It's for his glory and I have done it. Don't get me wrong, when I have finally picked up myself and done it, I've definitely found joy yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I guess initially it wasn't like, yeah, I'm into this because I was, I was always interested. In, I'm still interested in fashion. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is 
God knows how to kind of stretch and exercise the gifts that he's deposited in you in the best way, in the way that he knows how. Mm -hmm. So instead of me writing, you know, grime lyrics or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> you know, I've written my book yeah. um, and then I have Grace magazine. So again, I get to do these things creatively, but it's for the glory of God. At the point of you getting an idea about Grace magazine, what were you doing in life? Um, I was actually working on establishing a fashion brand. Okay. Yeah, and all the time that I was doing that, God was like, no. Every single time? Yeah. He's like, no. And I was like, busy. I'll come back later. And he's like, see yourself. <laughs> and when things went wrong, I'm like, God! <laughs> and he's like, didn't I tell you? Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. So yeah, I mean, I was pursuing fashion. Um, and then, yeah, I was blogging mm. as well. But then in 2018, that's when God kind of brought it to remembrance again. It was like, it's time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's when it happened. What's the aims and goals of Grace Magazine? To be a channel um, that promotes the message of love, light, and the message of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, just not through your, what's the word I want to use? Orthodox. Yeah, your orthodox way. Mm -hmm. Essentially, um, do you know this actor, Chris Pratt? He's a yeah, Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember he, was it Nickelodeon Kids Award? It was an award show. Yeah. And I remember he was on that platform. Mm -hmm. He was sharing the gospel, but yeah. nobody knew that he was sharing the gospel. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, if you've got ears, you can hear that he's talking about God. But it's like, it was going over yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. head. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because it's like, the, world, the way he put it was, the world wants the cure, but they don't want the one who has the cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way he put it was, you know, when he wants to give his dog... Um, medicine mm -hmm. you know put it in a hamburger so the hamburger is appealing yeah, the yeah, cure's yeah. inside but you don't know it so he's gonna eat the hamburger but he's getting the medicine mm. so i was just like that's such a cool way to put it not to say that we have to be overly covert in how we share the gospel like we're trying to hide it yeah yeah, yeah. but it doesn't always have to be so blatant repent and yeah, it's yeah, in yeah, your yeah, face yeah, because yeah. it's offensive and people can they have their preconceived notions of what christianity is about so they're already on the defense so mm -hmm. essentially a lot of people don't want to hear mm. about God, you know, and they have so many questions and reservations and things like that. But with Grace Magazine, you know, I think it's executed in a way that excellent, first of all. Mm. I'm not saying that because it's me, but I think no, the way God has, you know, empowered me to put out Grace Magazine from the editorials, the content, the language, yeah. I think it's a way that's easily digestible, yes. but it's not lacking the truth. And yes. I think that is where sometimes we kind of miss the mark mm -hmm. as Christians. We either make it so entertaining, it's gone onto the worldly side, yeah. or it's so, I don't think something could be so true, but it's so uh, in your face that yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it puts people off. So I feel like grace just sits nicely in between. In between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you manage the mantle, not just of Grace magazine, but the mantle of like someone who is led by God, like, wholeheartedly leaning on god honestly if there's one thing that i have learned um is to do things god's way mm. you know that even with grace magazine i know that god has called me to do it because again it wasn't a natural desire for me yeah and the way that things have been happening for grace i'm like this it's not by my power it's not by my skills my talents you know there's not a big budget mm -hmm. that can make sure that this goes global but it's gone global it's been read in countries that i can't even pronounce <laughs> and i'm just like how did you find us but god knows who he wants to reach mm. through us so it's just my job to be um obedient to what he's asked me to do yeah yeah 
one of the things that you talk about in your blogs and in interviews is times where social media was the forefront of your mind, sometimes in place of God. Mm-hmm. How do you now keep yourself disciplined in a space where Grace Magazine is, you know, online, social media presence and those types of things are very heavy and very kind of eccentric in terms of what you're trying to do? Yeah. How do you keep that discipline? To be honest, I mean, I've got my own personal page, so yeah. I use that as my outlet. If okay. I want to talk about whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. do it over there. Um, but with Grace, I don't take it lightly. I don't. And first of all, as well, which is very important, I do not see it as my platform. Mm. I don't see it as it belongs to me. It's yeah. mine. I do what I want with it. I, no, that is God's thing. Mm. I'm just the vessel. Because yeah. at some point, this mantle is going to get passed on to somebody else. Yeah. So I don't see it as it's mine. It needs to go my way. I, that mindset, I think, is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just ensure that as much as possible, prayer and just being obedient because I, I've tried it. I've tried to flex myself <laughs> yeah. with grace mm-hmm. and do things like, oh, this person would be good yeah, for numbers. Yeah. This person would be good for the likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've reaped the rewards of the disobedience and it mm. cost me heavily. And I'm just like, oh, don't do that again. So I've, I've learned very early on and I'm even happy for that lesson because grace is growing and it's going to continue to grow. Mm. And if I can't get the foundation, the fundamentals and the discipline now, I'm not going to be able to manage the weight that's coming. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure now, don't overlook these little things that God is telling you to do or the areas that he's testing you in. Mm -hmm. Because when you are a multi-million pound Mm -hmm. platform, which it will be, you have to steward this well. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just taking my time. I'm learning the lesson. I'm not rushing ahead. I've tried to do that. I've seen what happens and it cannot crumble because it's a mission at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, souls are at stake. This is not, oh, we want to work with brands and oh, no, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. life and death, heaven and hell. It's that, it's, for me, it's that serious. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I know people see pretty editorials and things like that, but which is fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's nice to look at. Yeah. But the souls is what really really matters because it's going to be these pretty editorials that's going to get the interest of someone that might not necessarily know god Mm -hmm. and then through that they now start digesting the content Mm -hmm. and the holy spirit is at work i don't take grace magazine lightly at all Mm. no i want to say thank you for being obedient to what god's been showing you throughout your life not even just with grace but throughout your life because there's a space that you hold personally as Dara, mm-hmm. away from Grace, and then there's a space that Grace holds by itself, where if you weren't obedient, these things wouldn't happen in the way that God would have wanted it to. Yeah. So I want to say thank you personally. <laughs> thank God. To you for being obedient, because yeah. God can give you, can tell you, do this, do that, but if you choose not to be obedient, like if you go back to with your boyfriend and you was like, I don't want to do it, or you, you was hesitant in doing certain things that God was asking you to do, things then play out differently. Yeah. But because you were obedient, it plays out in the way God would want it. So yeah. I want to say thank you for just doing that and just being you as well. 
like honing. I in. don't know who to be here. Like other no, than myself. No, no, <laughs> I hear you. But just honing in on that. Yeah. You're so creative as well. When you when you're telling me about all these things that you were doing, even the writing aspect, you were, you were writing raps and lyrics and all these kind of things. So as much as you went you went away from school and didn't want to do from an academic kind of point of view, you 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 kind of were always writing. So yeah. it kind of like led you to doing something you've yeah. been doing already. Yeah. It just wasn't in the form. Yeah. So that's why I have to say thank you for just allowing God to use your creativeness. Mm-hmm. It's his creativeness at the end of the day. You know, he has blessed me. I'm not trying to be like overly on the floor, dirt humble. No, 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 it's not me. No, yeah, it, he, it yeah, is yeah, in yeah. me, but it's like he is the creator. Mm. He's just deposited these gifts yeah, yeah, in yeah. me. So again, it's still not by my power. Nah, a thousand percent. It is, it's really not. But your obedience is key. We thank God for the grace because sometimes I just want to do ratchet things with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> let's kind of let's kind of pivot away from grace and let's talk yeah. about you as a as a mother and as a wife. How did that change you as a person becoming a mother and becoming? Do a you know what? If I'm honest, you can tell it's me probably no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I've, no, I've changed. But it's probably the most. Um, challenging area in my life really being a mum and being a wife yeah don't sure you that because maybe i should stop saying it i mean i haven't said it for a while but i never ever saw myself as overly like maternal okay i've liked kids but it's like oh you can go back to your mum like yeah, these yeah, ones yeah. are like wait you guys are still in my house oh yeah they're mine yeah. like <laughs> I, I i never saw myself as overly um maternal and then I guess the relationship that my parents had mm. and you know going on this journey and understanding and learning what love actually is mm -hmm. you know it's been a challenge because I've gone this amount of time in my life mm -hmm. not knowing what love was mm. not knowing what love from a father was mm. so then when I now got into a toxic relationship my understanding was well, this must be what love is because mm. this is what my mum went through and you know yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff and obviously god bless my mum like I love her but it's like she did the best she could with what she knew but obviously from that it does affect the children mm -hmm. so it's just like going through those healing processes and then now I'm a mum I'm so like, oh I don't want to mess this up mm. because it's like I've been through xyz growing up mm. I've seen what love isn't mm -hmm. so now I'm having to demonstrate the true definition of love mm -hmm. to my children yeah and then obviously to my husband and it's like I'm learning this firsthand because mm. it's not like I wasn't taught it yeah, so I'm learning yeah, yeah, yeah. it in real time yeah, yeah. so that's where that a lot of the challenges come from so I'm like god yo <sighs> I can't do this <laughs> hard yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like that's why it's so important first of all don't beat yourself up if you know if you relate to what I'm saying mm. but it's like knowing God and really relying on his word and allowing him to transform you is so key because none of us are perfect you mm. know my parents did the best they could with what they knew and what they've been shown mm -hmm. but it's like now it's time I know better mm. Now I've got these kids, I have to do better because mm. I need them to be better. Mm. So it's just, that is the area where I find it the most challenging because mm. it's literally having to choose every day to reflect Christ. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. if I'm tired, even if the kids are irritating me, even if my husband's got on my nerves, it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come <for it>. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you help me? Because <laughs> it's like, ah. 
I remember old Dara and by now she would have just got angry. Just like, I can't do that. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, that's the most challenging area. How do you prioritise your time? Um, I wasn't always good at that, let me not lie. Okay. I, just, I wasn't always good at that. But it's literally, for me, what I actually did the end of uh, 2021 mm. is I did a life inventory and audit. Okay. I actually went on a 21-day detox and fast. Yeah. And I had this, it was through um, a ministry called Eleuthera. Okay. And they gave like this, um, this guide and it asked you certain questions. And I was just like, I really had to just be honest with myself. Like it asked me areas about my relationship, mm. my finances, and you know, the calling and purpose and plans for my life. And it just really gave me the opportunity to kind of just take stock of what I've actually been doing. Oh, wow. And it's like, sometimes again, getting so involved and engrossed in social media. Yeah you now begin to lose sight of what you need to be doing in your own life. You mm. want to rush, you want to quickly, quickly get there and things like that. And it's just, it just made me realise that you're not going to be able to do this without God. Mm. You know, you really have to just keep your eye on what it is that he's asked you to do. Yes. I can't stress that enough. So that helped me to refocus my time and just think about what's important. Do mm. I really need to say yes to this? Do I really need to be doing this right now? Mm. God, what is it that you require of me today? Mm -hmm. And just do it day by day. Because mm. you know sometimes, oh, vision board, oh, this is my plans for the month and this is my plans for the year. Don't get me wrong, it's good to have goals and plans, but if you do not keep checking in with God, God, yeah. what do you want me to do right now? Yeah. You miss it. Mm. So it's just making sure that above all, I'm doing what God wants me to do and I'm being where God wants me to be because then there's grace to operate mm. in that season, in that time. Yeah. You find yourself burning out and making mistakes and doing all manner of things when you're just out here. Trying to do everything. Being, trying yeah, to yeah. do everything and trying to be booked and busy. I'm not trying to be booked and busy. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> I, I want the soft life. That's, <laughs> that's the word now, isn't it? Soft yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't really want the soft life, to be honest. Like, I, just, I just want God... I want what God has for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way for me to do that is to keep my eye on him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how we do it. What's the most important thing you need to change and alter or evolve into in your life for you to go to that next stage? To be honest, um, really good question. My focus for this year is stewardship. Mm. Making sure that I'm stewarding everything that God has given to me in mm. the best way I know how, mm. especially in the area of finance. And mm. I'm not afraid or ashamed to say it. Mm. Me, I was messy mm. with my finances growing up. Like they never taught you about, you know, managing your money and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mismanaged the finances that I had access to. Mm. And it's only now that I'm like 36. Um, that I'm realizing, do you know what? It's so important for, it's important for me to be rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I didn't even think you were gonna say that. <laughs> it's important for me to be rich. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I have a desire to smack up the devil. Like yeah, I have a desire yeah, yeah. to build the kingdom of God and it needs finances. Yes. It needs it. So if I cannot manage my finances well, how can I fund anything for God? Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, Christians need to understand this, humble, humble till you can't even yeah, yeah, bless yeah. somebody else. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it's godly. Like, I really don't. Mm. God has called us to be wealthy, to live prosperous, to, mm. you know, 
live in abundance and we should not shy away from that so i need to be rich because wealth in the hands of a christian yeah, yeah. is a threat to the kingdom of darkness yeah, i'm yeah, telling yeah. you put it in the right hands yeah. they're gonna fund the projects that need to be paid for why yeah, is it yeah, christian yeah. ministries that are struggling yeah. where's the money mm. where's the money it's an everyday building fund begging the congregation for offering it's true it is true so <sighs> god that's why I'm, I'm taking my time. <laughs> I want to learn that lesson and just be financially well because yeah, there are yeah. things that need to be paid for and yeah. they need someone that's ready to let it go. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I know how to let the money go. I know how to blow money fast. <laughs> 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 but I just want to blow it for the kingdom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. My last question to you, Dora. <laughs> it's been a great conversation, by the way. <laughs> my last question to you would be, with where you're at in life right now, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to yourself? Um, to be honest, advice? I'm not quite sure it would be advice. Probably encouragement. Mm -hmm. You're doing a good job. Mm. That's what I would actually tell myself. You're doing a good job. Because if you had carried on where you was, if you did not surrender your life to Christ, my guy, mm. you'd be in a real bad place. Mm. So the days where I feel like maybe I'm failing as a mother, failing as a wife, I'm not doing enough for the kingdom of God or, you know, those kind of things, I'm just like, nah, the devil is a liar. Mm. I'm doing a good job. So that, that would be my encouragement for myself. I wouldn't necessarily, I guess if I want to add some advice on, keep your eye on God. Mm. So yeah, you're doing a good job, keep your eye on God. That's what I'm saying. Dara Olegbami, thank you very much. You're welcome. It's been a great conversation. With the amazing Dara, as you already know. Guys, it's been a conversation with HMO. Have much more content coming for you very, very soon. Yeah.